Hello, this is Grant Kirkup. I'm famous for saying Ubinaka and Ikabokum. And you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 179 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Samuel Matoro. Can you can you hear me now? <laughs> can you can you hear me now? Good. Uh, I mean, it was decent. It was decent. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. Listen, we're we're over the phone. I mean, get used to it with what's going on in the world right now. We're probably going to be over I'm the getting, phone. I'm getting cabin fever. <laughs> I am uh, a socially awkward introvert, so this is like perfect for me. I've been I've been happy. No, I, I've been happy, but it's just like you know, I like to be active. You know what I mean? Like it, this is just getting a little crazy. Yeah the the um. The old drummer from Motion City Soundtrack, Tony Thaxton, he put out on Twitter and it made me laugh. He said, is it wrong that I don't even want to go out anymore? And I was like, <laughs> welcome to the last 31 That's years good. of my life, bro. Oh, God. So uh, it's been a fun week. Um, we have a lot to talk about tonight. It's going to be a really fun show because number one, picks of the week. Number two, trivia. Uh, it's only one nothing me in our race to 11 win by two. Our top three is going to go right after our trivia, which is going to be the top three things we've been doing while quarantined. So we're going to have some fun with that top three tonight. Sam will kick it off in gaming where I will have my spoiler free impressions of Animal Crossing New Horizons and a full breakdown review, spoilerific, wonderful uh, uh, thoughts on Twin Breaker, A Sacred Symbols Adventure. I've been waiting for this one for a long time. Colin Moriarty and Chris Raygun, they uh, they came out with this game this week, and we got the copy for the re- <coughs> excuse me for the review. And um, I'm, I'm ready to do that review tonight. We magically got a Nintendo Direct this morning, so we're going to break that down in full. They called it a mini. Uh, I think it, I, I know why. Uh, and then after gaming, I'll take over for movies and TV. Uh, I have a music review. One of our friends is releasing a single. We'll talk about it at the end. And then our newest segment, The Wait is the Hardest Part. Before Sam's CGC. <laughs> Before Sam's. And, and, and it's a big book tonight. Oh, man. I'm psyched for your CGC spotlight. So uh, that'll do that for the agenda. Why don't we just kick it off with a happy birthday to our friend of the podcast, Chris Shriver. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Happy birthday. He gets a birthday direct. How lucky do you have to be to get a birthday direct? No, that, that's freaking awesome. I know that he's doing like his uh, live stream tonight to play. I forget what game he's playing, but obviously we can't do because we're recording this now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should probably mention that. It's 7.57 p.m. on Thursday, March 26th, 2020. I always like to give a little color as you're yeah. hearing this on the uh, the 27th or later of March. So trying to get this out as soon as possible after the direct, give you a breakdown of that in full. And then, like I said, I'm super psyched for the couple of reviews I'm going to be dropping tonight um, in music and gaming. So with that, Sam, kick it off with your pick of the week. Pick of the week? I got to go with my boy, the machine, Burt Kreischer. I saw his new special. I believe as you did, Hey Big Boy, and... I, I thought it was hilarious. I think me and you talked. I said that it wasn't my favorite out of his special, but you said it was, I believe, correct? Yeah, I mean, that's a low bar. I don't really like Burt Kreischer, though. So Yeah, so and, and I like him. He's like real goofy, real lasty. Like, and like my buddy, Jeff, he doesn't like him either, but he said the same thing. He actually thought this was a pretty good special. Again, he makes fun of his, his wife, his kids, and he tells some funny stories, obviously, you'd be on from the machine. But I would still say his first two specials were a little bit better, especially the second special. 
that ending bit, that basketball bit, is still one of the funniest things I ever heard. But it's on Netflix. Hey, Big Boy, if you got an hour, you need a laugh. There it is. I am going to go with uh, something that I didn't think I – well, you know what? That's a complete lie. I absolutely knew I would friggin' love it. Um, I'm going with Tiger King on Netflix. Uh, hey, dude, it, it, it's everywhere right now. Yeah, and it kind of came out of nowhere. But I remember this guy actually from like 2015 or 16 because John Oliver actually did an episode on an election, like the presidential election, and he – was running, and I remember that because they actually did wow. that in the documentary. They actually talk about the John Oliver thing, and so I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I actually remember this guy from last week tonight from years ago. Um, so then I just completely stayed in and binged all seven episodes in a night. And uh, my friend, it is worth every single second. If you didn't think you needed betrayal and a tiger eating off someone's arm and murder for hire and mullets and eyebrow rings. Um, it is so insane. Um, and it lives up to the hype. I know everybody's talking about it on social media right now, but it is absolutely one of those things where you can't go wrong. It definitely lives up to the hype. I will say no, it's, it's a show. It's a documentary. It's seven parts. So it's seven 45 okay. minute episodes. Um, I will say though, Ashley as an animal lover, she cannot watch that stuff. So I watched it alone. I didn't even ask her to watch it. I told her she should, and she should kind of cover her eyes for a couple parts, but and and she yeah. won't, and she won't like hearing about some of the things that have gone on in that in that kind of kingdom, but uh, animal yeah. kingdom. But it's so fucked, and it's like crazy to think that he, these people exist. Yeah, he he looks like Theo Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where he gets like, that I'm from. And I'm eventually gonna watch it. Just I see it everywhere, and I'm just like, I'm not ready for that madness. Like I'm quarantined. I'm not ready yet. Yo, but it's it's like the perfect quarantine thing to just to sit back and just laugh your ass off. No, like, when I'm about be so to good. lose it, when, like when I'm about to lose it, that's when I throw it on. Yeah, then you're gonna end up on a tiger fucking farm out in Oklahoma. <laughs> Um, there's, there's a character in the show. His name is, he's certainly a character. He's a dude. His name is Doc Ansel. They should have done a spinoff just on him. His life is even more fucked. They, they do a lot of spotlight on him, but, um, they need to do more because I think his story is equally as interesting. They spend about a, an episode and a half of the seven really kind of diving into him, maybe a little bit more. He's, he's kind of scattered across all seven, but, uh, he's, he alone is worth a documentary, but like. Joe Exotic, man. Like, <laughs> no, uh, our boy Ant- uh, Antonino from Connecticut, my boy put out there, I want a new band name, Joe and the Exotics. And I was like, fuck it. That's the best. You, you've that's won good. Twitter. Rename, rename, rename. Yeah, dude, you've won Twitter for the day. So that's my pick of the week is Tiger King on Netflix. Um, it's just as wacky and zany as everybody puts it out to be. And it's so worth a watch. I can't recommend it enough. Um, tigers are my favorite land animal. Sharks are my favorite overall. So it, it did have a little special place in the heart just seeing all these tigers, but fuck these people for what they did to them. I'll say that right now. Um, yeah, I heard it was messed up. It is. It, it is. Up. So let's get into trivia. It's one, nothing me in our race to 11 win by two. If you get the question straight away, it's worth one point. If you need the multiple choice answers, it is worth half a point. Sam, give your question first. Gotcha, brother. All right. How many, how many maximum controllers are supported by the PS3? Like, like yeah. plugged in yeah. in the console no, or just overall? No, no, they they could be wireless. 
I have a logical answer and an illogical answer. Yeah. I have four and eight. Um, I'm going to go four. Incorrect. The answer is seven. What? According to, so- according to Sony's quick reference guide, seven wireless controllers at a time. But what about if they plugged in? You can only do four. Hey, I, I wonder if that I, means you could do four plugged or two plugged and then seven, so you could actually do nine or 11. I would like to I would like to know that. All right, so to still one nothing here is your question, Sam. It is a movie question, but uh, it kind of goes with our top three topics, so I wanted to ask it second. That way we could kind of vibe right into the top three from here. In 2008, Jennifer Carpenter starred in a horror film named Quarantine. It was a remake of the foreign film Wreck with the exact same premise of people being trapped inside of a quarantine building during a viral outbreak and fucked up shit occurs. What country did Wreck originate? I never saw that. It actually came out in 07, only a year before. That's the crazy part. They saw it and they immediately remade it. I've never seen it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Quarantine? Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen quarantine, I believe. Let me hear the answers to see if I have a shot. It is Italy. It is Spain. It is Japan, or it is Korea. Italy, Spain, Japan, Korea. Let's go with Spain. What is it? Spain. That is correct. A. And I only I'll heard a, a I only heard a little bit of typing in the background. So that's no, good. There's not, not anything. And I was pretty quick with it, too. Uh, so, yeah, that is one for me, 0.5 for Sam, and our turtle race, 211, win by two. Uh, let's kick off the show with our top three things we've been doing while quarantined. Well, line number three, I finally, you know, feel good a little bit. I have a home gym. So, number three, I've been working out. All of them years of buying them dumbbells, the equipment, the math, kind of all pays off now where every goddamn gym and freaking thing's been closed the last two plus weeks. I got everything here and I've been kind of doing pretty good eating well and kind of, you know, being healthy and working out. So I got to I got to go there. God, number three. God bless you. Cause my number three is cooking. I have not been eating healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the exact opposite. Yeah. I have like legitimately haven't lifted a weight. Um, and I've eaten like shit. So I, <laughs> I don't eat when I'm at work, uh, just because yeah, of my st- I made all yeah, I made just because of my stomach. So when I work from home, it's like okay, I get three steady meals. Um, yeah. This is crazy. So what do I want? Pizza. What is this? Cocoa puffs, and whatever we do for dinner is normal. But like, yeah. I'm talking pizza in the morning, cocoa puffs or lunch, baby. I'm even switching it up. Who knows? Who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> no. Nah. But my number three is cooking. Just living large. I had a, uh, I made a bals- a smoky balsamic pork tenderloin last night. Like just, I love cooking all the time. Like that's something I do regularly is cook. But now, um, because we don't have the option to order out most nights, I mean like we do, but I don't really want to order out in- during this whole thing and. Yeah, you know, so I'm. I mean, I'm, you want to try to support local businesses a little bit. Sure. So we we ordered pizza once. Um, there you go. You know, I tried okay. to order Chinese today, but they're closed, so I couldn't. Um, your boys over there on Red Lion, so I uh, they're they're yeah. closed. So I'm pissed about that. So like, I've tried twice in what two weeks now, or a week and a half, whatever it's been, two weeks I think. 
since the NBA closed down its season. So uh, yeah. I, um, I've done that's good, an average of once a week. But I'm cooking every night. So like tonight, I did <laughs> sp- spicy spaghetti and meatballs with hot Italian sausage. I did a like I said a balsamic. Uh, smoky balsamic pork tenderloin. I'm like, dude, homemade chicken fingers. There's nothing better than G Hall's homemade chicken fingers, baby. Uh, air fried, air fried French fries. Like, th- th- we're doing well. So, trying to keep it a little healthier. I mean, I use whole grain pasta when I cook, so I don't, you know, pasta still, pasta still pasta. But um, the problem is like lunch, dude. I'm eating fucking two grilled cheeses, which is all bread. Yeah, yeah. yeah what's killing you is you ain't working out. I don't have to. That's your killer. No way can I work out right now, dude. I'm on full time Helena duty, so it's I'm I'm rocking it. So yeah, um, you know it's it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of food that I'm eating. I'm sure I'm going to come out of this. Just I can't wait to go play soccer. Uh, yeah. up, up in the fields as soon as this is all over. I'll, I'll it, it, it's a shame. It's been beautiful too. I know, dude. It's going to be shitty this weekend. So you know, at least when I look out my window, I'm not going to be super sad. But uh, yeah. I will be playing soccer at least four times a week to get all this this bad food off out of my system once this is all over. Smart move. My number two, I got to go with Netflix, brother. I finally was able to catch up on Peaky Blinders, Alter Carbon, Burt Kreischer Special. I'm halfway through uh, Tom Segura's, starting another show, which I'll, I won't say yet, but and I'm probably going to start something else. So I'm, I'm really basically banging everything out that I couldn't catch up on. So I got to go Netflix. I'm just glad it didn't crash from everybody just running to Netflix. So. Well, the beautiful thing <laughs> is we all thought it was shitty that everybody had their own streaming service, but now it's like, holy shit, thank God, because it keeps a lot of the traffic off Netflix. Oh, like, my God, yeah. I mean, come on. What, you know, what are you supposed to do? This would, it's, it's, you're inside all day. This would be, you know, thank goodness there's Disney Plus and Hulu and Amazon Prime and all this other stuff. You know, HBO Max is coming and Peacock's coming in July. I don't. Who knows where we'll be at, at that time, hopefully back up everything back up and running. But uh, at the same time, you know, this is, this would have been a great time for you to have Hulu. I know you have Amazon prime TV, but like this would have yeah. been an awesome time for you to have that Disney plus you have too. You also have DC universe. So you have, you have a lot of streaming services. Yeah. I, I could have said, you know, I just said Netflix, but I do have a couple I could have used from, but it's like, there's nothing on this you know, DC universe right now. There's nothing on Disney that's jumping out of me right now. So kind of Netflix has been, you know, my main Two words for Disney Plus, my friend. Sister Act. Let's fucking no, go. No, it, it, it would be Gargoyles, if anything. You know that. I gotta rewatch that. My number two is getting through the backlog of my video games that I've been wanting to do for four years. Um, Yay. And that was until Animal Crossing came out. So I'll say uh, my number two is actually just Animal Crossing, because that's pretty much all I've been playing. All uh, thanks to Chris Shriver. Uh, that is that is correct. I pro- Because it's so everywhere you look, it's Tiger King and Animal Crossing. That's the only two things you see on social media right now. I probably would have folded in general, but I wouldn't have gone into it with the same optimism that I did without Chris. So uh, he really... Yeah. And plus, I visited his island last night. So... Uh, I'm psyched on that. It was the first time I ever. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. He let me. He let me have some fruit. Um, so. <laughs> Here, have an apple. That's I it. no, <laughs> I have apples. He had oranges, pears, cherries, coconuts. So he has all the he's fruit. On that, so, he's on that healthy diet. You're just on that one thing plan. I got that apple. Um, but anyway, I'll go more into like how good it yeah, is. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, yeah, we'll get there very shortly in a minute. But I will just say the gaming that I've been doing. Um, it's either. You know, going through some old Pokemon games, like I'm always doing that, or uh, Animal yeah. Crossing. 
Yeah. My number one, it's, hey, it's got to be comics, man. I had a huge backlog of single issues. It was, it was, it was like getting ridiculous, like so daunting. You just see a pile so big, you're like, no, I, I can't start it. And I was finally able to take a huge chunk out of that. You know, I was able to get some, you know, two huge books this weekend. So it was, it was actually quite, you know, quite a good weekend for me. And it's kind of been holding me down, keeping me sane. So got to go my comics. I'm surprised you didn't say Uncharted Lost Legacy because you finally gave it back to me, you son of a bitch. Hey, after two long years of you know having it playing it, it was a, it was it was a quick it was a quick playthrough to be honest. Yeah, so I think, I, I think only nine missions. So I lent Sam another game today. He gave me back Lost Legacy. I gave him another one. Um, I will say this: I put a time limit on this one, so two years will not happen. Um, I can't believe they killed her right in the beginning. <laughs> oh my god! What a way to start a game. <laughs> um, did you start it yet? If I didn't tell you, I mean, I think me telling you that lets you know that I started that game. All right. Well, anyway, so we will uh, we will talk a little bit more about that when Sam is done, because then I want to play through it again. We'll say this before the second one comes out in May. We'll leave it there before Sam kicks it off. Oh, wait, no. My number one. Duh. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, duh, dude. My number one. This is the most obvious one, but uh, it's really nice to just have some serious just daddy-daughter time. Um, oh, 100%. It had to be your number one. Dude, it Not is. Not even, like, no, actually, no. Don't, you know what? None of this is all me. Yeah, I know. Listen, I love my wife. I love her to death, but. Um, of course, of course. But, you know, there's nothing like. Nothing like uh, some some daddy-daughter time. So I've been having some serious daddy-daughter time lately, um, and it, there's just nothing like it. She learns new words every single day, and she's now repeating what I say, so now I have to watch my mouth. I may have said, ah, shit, because I stepped on a piece of ice, and it was really jagged, and she goes, sit. And I was like, yes, oh, that's sit. Great. That's right, that's sit. Great. <laughs> so uh, I really have to it watch my mouth. It all starts up. Just yeah, now don't call Child Protective Services because I said the S word in front of my child. Um, but other oh, than that, please. man, it's so wonderful to have some some full time daddy daughter time, and I'm I'm psyched on it. It'll be sad when uh, when the office opens back up and and we have to oh, yeah. get back to the normal routine. But Sam, take it take it away before I take it away. Yeah, before you, before you start tearing up, I'll, I'll I'll take over in gaming. We got a couple impressions. We got some reviews. Well, the big one. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, man. Um, so my favorite Nintendo Switch game is Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, okay. Probably, well, I shouldn't say that. My favorite's Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, my favorite recent Switch game, because both of those came out in 2017. My favorite recent Switch game is Pokemon Sword and Shield. I never really thought this quickly another game would overtake and or compete um overtake and or compete that's what i'll say is overtake and or compete it's it's probably at the end of the day like man for 24 hours uh, of playing through that story i smiled the whole time from the new pokemon to the gyms to everything and an animal crossing I it's so relaxed and just wholesome that I'm just like finding myself smiling just as much. It's pretty crazy. And I think it's like the perfect game for like the OCD gamer like myself. Like I because it's they they're like, "Oh, 
oh, there's only two more trees and there's only this. And oh, I got to go pick my fruit. And oh, I got to go plant this. And oh, I got to go change my wallpaper or my flooring. I got to go talk to this guy or this girl. And oh, I got to just hit this one last rock and try to get this piece of whatever. And oh, I can go fishing. Let me just like, there's always something to do. And it's always the, in my brain, I'm like, oh, you could just do that one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. Yeah. And, yeah. It, it makes you never want to stop. And like legit, that game is perfect for right now. Yeah, it sure is, man. It kills time. I'm looking up and I'm like, oh, an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, um, oh, I just spent, sales through sales of this game are going to be crazy. So uh, there are some early international sales data in um, in Britain or in England, I should say, the game outsold every other Animal Crossing combined. Um, I believe it. And it had, the, yeah, it had a better launch weekend than the, every other Animal Crossing combined. Um, and Animal Crossing is a strong franchise. It's in the top seven for Nintendo. Easy. And uh, in Japan, it outsold Sword and Shield. For, the, for an opening weekend. Now, if you combine Sword and Shield, it wouldn't have. So, like, okay. it outsold Sword and it outsold Shield, and it outsold the double but not pack, together. but not together. But still, I got you. An Animal Crossing game outdid no, no, that's Pokemon. Crazy. That's, that's crazy. nuts. We don't have any United States sales data yet, but based on my Facebook and Twitter, it's going to do really freaking well. Wow. Yeah. So it's I, I named my island Kanto. That's a <laughs> generation generation one Pokemon. I named it Kanto. Uh, Chris Shriver named his Vita Island, which is great. The PS Vita showing some love. Um, I think nice. that's kind of funny or, nice. or Colin. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, so, yeah, basically, you know, you wake up and you go visit Tom Nook. He's a Tanuki and he says, we, you know, here's an island. You're our island ambassador. Here's your job. Here's what you can do here. Go put your house wherever you want it. And here's two other people. Go put their houses wherever you want it. And then we're going to build a museum, but you need to get the resources to build it. And then we're going to have a celebration. And there's just always something to do. And oh, by the way, when I'm getting the wood, I accidentally knocked down a, a comb, like a, a hive of bees and they came out and they stung me and I, my eye is swollen shut. So I have to craft medicine and heal myself. And, oh, that's a spider. And I died. Like it's, it's pretty insane. All the shit you can do. And it's one of those games where when you're not playing it, you're thinking about it. So I would just recommend that if you have been on the fence or you're sick and tired of seeing people on social media, or you need a distraction or your kids need a distraction, or you need something to play with your kids this is a perfect yeah. opportunity to jump in. I told my brother-in-law, like, you have to get it. He got his son, who's, I think, seven, a Switch for Christmas this year. So, like, this is – I was like, Jay, you got to jump on this, man. It's a great opportunity for you and Ryan to, to play together or Ryan and Sean or for Ryan to just get creative because of all the cool shit you can do in that game. And it's semi-repetitive, but, like, there's incentives to play every day. If you turn it on every day and you go to the ATM machine, you get currency just by going to the ATM machine. You get more and more every day. So like, that's awesome. Yeah. If you do it like four five, six, seven, eight days in a row, you get more. So like they incentivize you to play every day. Um, and like you have to, you can grow your house and then up front, he'll give you the expansion to grow your house, but then you have to pay him back on the back end before you can do anything else. So then like, Boom, there's my mission. I owe this guy $200,000. Like, I legitimately owe a yeah. Tanuki $198,000 right now. <laughs> That's a legitimate thing that I do. So uh, wow. I'm excited to go do that tonight. And it takes a while. So this isn't shit you can just, like, bang out in, like, a minute. So fuck yeah. Like, super psyched on it. Bro, you ready for this? 9.5 out of 10. Easy. Wow. 
that, that's strong. And and was this a, a sixty dollar game? It is, yeah, sixty dollar game. Okay. I bought it um, a couple hours before it launched last Thursday, right before we came on the pod last Thursday. I started playing it right at midnight um, on Friday and played it for just like twenty five minutes just to get my feet wet. Then really dove yeah. in over the weekend, and it's been pretty fucking crazy since uh, I played no, no, it every it, day. It, it's good to hear that, like, you know, you took a chance on the game. You, you weren't really feeling it. Driver talked you into it, and, and you freaking love it. Yeah. And, and I, I guarantee you right now it's in your top three um, game of the year. It, it, it is, along with the game I'm going to talk about in a minute. I have to, like, right now there's not a lot on the horizon. I'm thinking, you know, Last of Us no, is going to be yo, up there. You're just going to bask in this game for a couple months, and, and you're going to love it. This That's is going to get me through to Last of Us. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah, and then Last of Us will get me through to you know the end of June, and then uh, and then yeah, maybe. And then like if Marvel's Avengers does come out this year, or Nintendo has something up their sleeve, God forbid they drop a Mario Golf or some shit. You know who who knows who knows. But yeah, yeah keep dreaming. Animal Crossing is fucking great, and if you if you have been on the fence. Get off the fence and get on the side of buying that game. Support the support the uh, the, the developers and, and jump on that. It's a great one. And now for another game that I know you're super hyped to talk about, we have the Twin Breaker review. Yeah, Twin Breaker, a sacred symbols adventure by Colin Moriarty, and I want to get out in front. Number one, we got this game as a review code. Uh, we have been very upfront about that on our social media. So um, hashtag free game. So like. I got that. I want to say, and and if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that Colin Moriarty is my favorite content creator on the planet in any medium. So uh, I want you to know, just like my Pokemon Sword and Shield review, I'm taking bias out. There is no favoritism because it's a free game. There's no favoritism because Colin made it uh, with the help, obviously, of Lily Mo Games, who developed the game. I'm not taking my appreciation for that content into this review. This is strictly review on the game, uh, Twin Breaker, a sacred symbols adventure. And here we go. Uh, every single podcast, Colin starts off with greetings and salutations. And so he decided to make the ships, the, the two ships of the game. One is greetings and the other is salutations. So just like a nice little Easter egg for Colin Moriarty fans. They're going into cool. a wormhole to save the planet uh, and get to Proxima Centauri. It is a twin stick. Break, uh, brick breaker full of power-ups. It's got a ranking system and a goddamn story. It blew my mind how like kind of in-depth this story got. You know, I think we, we hit World War III. And, dude, not only is there a full-fledged story that Colin wrote himself, but when you get the highest score in every level, every single level of the 40 has an additional piece of unlocked story that you get once you beat it. So not only is there a main story, there's even That's more cool. story on top of it. Um, there's 40 levels. Like I said, there's a boss every 10 levels and the levels are timed. So it kind of gets a little giddy up in your step. Um, this is kind of like my overall thoughts. And then I'm going to go into a little bit more of a breakdown to me. This game is like two brick breaking games being played at once. And I'll explain what that means in a minute. Uh, twin breaker. It, it kept me on my toes. It reminded me of why I loved this genre as a kid. It takes everything great about games like Arkanoid adds a kick-ass story, turns it up to 11. It's inst- instantly addicting in every way. It's pure madness, pure insanity. Uh, I, I fucking loved it. I absolutely fucking love this game. I've been playing it. When I'm not playing Animal Crossing, I'm staying up mega late and, and just playing 10 levels of, of Twin Breaker a night just to kind of get my brain 
kind of some exercise because it's hard and it's good hard, man. It's like, so if you don't know what a brick breaker is, you are the little paddle at the bottom of the screen. You go left and right and the ball bounces back off of you and then hits the brick and then comes back down and then it gets faster and faster and faster and you get like power ups and shit like guns or you can grow the paddle where twin breaker takes it and turns it up to 11 is the fact that not only one, there's two, you control two bricks at the same time with the control sticks, nice. the analog nice. sticks. So you're on your left and right brain is like working simultaneously um, to get through it. And like your hand eye coordination is tested for 40 levels because like the brick, the ball be coming down to the right bouncer and you'll hit the left stick. And you're like, damn it. Oh, I moved the wrong one. And like, yeah. it's, it's insane. And then, oh, by the yeah. way, that's the one axis. Then at level 10, it then throws it on its side up and down like Pong. So now I'm going up and down. So I'm like, holy shit, I just got used to 10 levels going yeah, left to different. right. Oh, and yeah. then by the way, at level 21, they do both. You're controlling four breakers up and down and left and right all at the same time. It's madness. That's crazy. That's it's crazy. Madness. Now, is is there like an easy, medium, hard before you play or? No, absolutely not. Okay. It just it gets okay. increasingly more difficult as you progress through the game. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, so like I said, it, it kind of kept me on my toes and like what I love about this is it's got a, a new game plus mode, which actually makes all 40 levels harder. So if you want to say like the first playthrough is normal mode, then the new game plus is harder. Um, less power ups, ball goes a little bit faster. Maybe your ship's a little okay, bit smaller. I gotcha, I gotcha. So it's, it's got a little bit of that too. Um, you know, it rewards you for being great. I appreciate that. Um, it rewards you pretty heavily for being great. Like, like I said, the unlockables, it, it's like a ranking system. So you go from S plus S plus all the way down to fail and you got to kind of beat it again. I beat it in about a hundred minutes. So just over an hour and a half. Um, So like it wasn't the longest game. I mean, it's, I can be, you can beat it in less than two hours if you're good. I mean, I could see a lot of people this frustrating them and, and in a good way. And then, you know, it takes a little bit longer kind of like once you get your brain wrapped around the controls i mean they're simple it's literally the analog stick you move left and right that's it or up and down or both sometimes you got to do it all at the same time which can be nuts um but like i said there's a lot of cool power-ups there's one that's called the heavy ball so like when you get this heavy ball it doesn't bounce off the bricks it just goes boom right fucking through them so that's probably my favorite power-up is the heavy ball because it it does give you a little bit of reprieve instead of having to go back and forth and bounce real quick. You could just plow through anything, no matter how many hits are left in the brick. There's a fireball, which doesn't go through them, but it instantly in one touch kills any brick, no matter how many hits it has left. There's guns that you can get attached to your ship. So while you're shooting on one side with the, with the ball, your other ship, you could be having a gun shooting the bricks with bullets so you can break them down while you're breaking down the other side. And it's just, it's absolute madness. There's fucking multi-ball. So you can have both going at one time with multiple balls going across the screen, breaking all these types of bricks. It's insane. Um, I can't even like wrap my head around the insanity. This game is, I, I know I've said the word insane probably a hundred times already. Um, the this, this, sound, this sounds like the perfect speed running game. <laughs> I I'm excited for you to, like get back into civilization and for you to come over and just play it for a little bit. Like I want you to, play I, don't the, even know, I don't even know what the outside world looks like. Anymore. <laughs> I want you to play the first, like two or three levels just to get used to it. And then I want to throw you into one of the pong styles. And then I want to throw you into the one where you're doing both. 
So you can just I'll probably throw up. You could just know holy it's like being on the Gravitron of video games. Um there's bosses every the ten Gravitron. there's bosses every ten levels. I will say, never died to a boss. I died a lot to the other levels. The impressive. bosses that's impressive. I wouldn't say it's more I wouldn't say it's me. I would say the bosses are semi easy. So that's where a little bit of the I didn't give it a ten out of ten. That's where a little bit where that deduction score came from was that. I think the biggest deduction of score for me was um, and hopefully this can be something that's patched out because it's it, I cannot be the only one that feels this way. But when you're playing, you get trophies in live time. So like when you do something, the trophy pops up right in the middle of a level, but it pops up over the bricks, so you can't see it. Like you can't see what you're doing. Um, the whole oh okay, I got you. The top left side of the level is um, freaking out of view for like five seconds. I can't see it. So I've actually died a couple times, especially when I'm in pong mode, going up and down because I need the top of the screen. So that was a, a super distracting. Um, I will say like Xbox had that problem with achievements for a while too. When there was achievements that would pop up when there's fucking subtitles playing. I'm like, guys, I can't, I can't do this. So, so I get it. There's, there's probably the biggest piece of point deduction. I don't know if they can have the trophy sound and then there's no trophy that pops up until maybe after the level's done. That's what I would hope is that trophies can wait until after the levels are done. Uh, but the cool thing about the trophy, they're all named after like sweet rock songs. Colin is into similar music that we're into. Like, one trophy awesome. is Welcome to Paradise after Green Day. And then there's a 311 song in there. Like, the, it's really cool. Uh, so this is an nice. Yeah, this is an absolute 9.75 out of 10 for me. I think it's damn near flawless. I just think the trophies are a little bit of an issue. And I think the bosses were just a little bit too easy. It's only $10. So it's $10. Oh, you can't beat that. That's a steal. It's available on PS4 and Vita. And it's free crossplay. So if you buy one version, you get to play it on both no matter what. So. Can't recommend enough. Twin Breaker, A Sacred Symbols Adventure. Colin Moriarty, thank you for making this game. He already said there's going to be a sequel, so I'm psyched on that. Can't wait for it. Thank you to Lily Mo Games for developing it, for giving us the copy for review. Go spend the $10. It is so worth it. This is one of the best indie games of the year, easily. And we got a surprise from Nintendo Mini Direct out of nowhere. Let's break it down. Oh my god, I'm so tired of talking. <laughs> um, hey, hey, I you know I, I know you were looking forward to this, so I was just like, I, I wanted you to go, and you know, you were really looking forward to all these, you know, impressions. Yeah, and the mini directed, like I said, it dropped out of nowhere. I like put Helena down for a nap this morning. I take a shower, I jump out of the shower, I check Twitter, and it says direct twenty minutes ago. So it's like, oh my god! So like, I ran down and I was like, please stay asleep, please stay asleep, dude. She slept until. <laughs> Two minutes after I got done watching, she woke up. I couldn't thank her enough. Perfect. I gave her a million kisses. I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, they called it a mini, a, a mini direct. Um, it was still 25 minutes long, so it was semi-beefy. Like, I wouldn't say that's, that's not yeah, I short. It was solid. Yeah, it's not solid short. Um, I think it was called a direct mini, though, because it was very heavy on third party. It was very heavy on like updates to things we already know. There weren't very many new game announcements, if any, for at least first party. So uh, that's what I'm thinking. They, I don't think it was direct mini in size. I think it was a mini in terms of information. Um, because yeah, it, no, it was, that's about right. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of new stuff. And I will say release date subject to change. Overall, before we dive into game by game, what do you think of it? I actually thought it was pretty good. I, I was happy with that, dude. At a, at a surprise, out of nowhere, I don't even have a Switch. And I was like, damn, these games actually look pretty good. 
Yeah, don't get me wrong. There was a, there was a couple that I was like, I just not my cup of tea, but that's fine. Yeah. Now switches are very uh, tough I, I, to to come by right now, so uh, you're not gonna be able to find one. But uh, I, have you moved any further in the direction of wanting to get one? I'm still in the same boat. Like I want to get one. It's just like now I'm in the boat of you know I got to get the PS5 and I got to get the Switch. I'm in that boat. PS5 is not coming this year. I'll bet on it. No, I, I actually can't see it coming this year. Just when is it coming in 2021 is my concern. I would think March um, or February. I think just with the coronavirus, I think it's going to get delayed. The parts are manufactured in China. I, I don't yeah. see it coming this year. And the Switch is tough to find because everybody's buying one because they're quarantined. Um, yeah. So they're really difficult to find. But, you know, Nintendo did it. It was good. I w- you know, the last two directs now, the one in September, Blue Chunks, so like yeah, no, you were not a fan at all. The last good Nintendo Direct, and I'm talking main Direct, not like a Pokemon Direct or anything like that. Like a main Direct, the last good one was last E3, and so that's almost a year. Um, and this one was like it was okay. So it started off with Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, a game we already knew about. It announced for May 29th. What'd you think of the trailer? I mean, I thought it looked cool. Again, this is one of the games that looked cool, but I would rather just play Final Fantasy VII. That, you know, just plain and simple. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna get <laughs> you know a turn, I mean? if you're gonna get a turn-based RPG and you already own a PS4 and you don't own a Switch, this is probably not a reason for you to go out and get a Switch. Just wait for yeah. FF7 at that point. You know, Xenoblade Chronicles, the original, it has Shulk in it. Shulk is a pretty popular character in Smash Bros. I get it. Um, they're adding DLC, not DLC. They're adding um, an expanded story post-game. I forget what they called it. Uh, they mentioned it today. They announced it, but like. What I like about this is they it doesn't just look like the Wii U port. This is a port from Wii U, by the way, Xenoblade Chronicles. They already came out with Xenoblade oh. Chronicles 2 on Switch last December. So like two December like 2018. So this was Pretty a long cool. time yeah, a long time coming from a Wii U port, but they it looks like they rebuilt it. Like it doesn't look like just hit save as switch. Uh, and just took those graphics. Like they rebuilt it. It looks really pretty. Um, the animations look really tight. So it looks like they did a great job. This is just not the type of game I'm into at such a large yeah. scale. Yeah, I agree. That's why I was like, if I'm going to get a play a game like this, Final Fantasy, I'd rather waste my time on that. Yeah. <laughs> Action RPGs, I would say it's this is tough with Final Fantasy coming out in April. This is coming out the end of May. Yeah. That's not a lot of time in between. Plus, you're nope. now competing with uh, The Last of Us. So that's yep. going to be a difficult. I know that's it's tough. two different audiences. Yeah. But like that's difficult. But there's definitely gonna be crossover players. I sure. I said to you the first announcement didn't do much for me, but the second one got me pretty good right in the fields, and this was my high point for the direct. Everything else was kind of just like gradually falling down. But 2K is bringing three games to the Switch. We knew about the one, and it was confirmed. Yeah. We're getting the Bioshock collection on the Nintendo Switch. We talked about this like a month ago. I'm hyped. Yeah, as soon as I saw Bioshock, Borderlands, I was like, all right, Greg's director's already made. He's happy. Yeah, they did announce Borderlands, the uh, the handsome collection. It's more like called the Legacy Collection because they're bringing in the first Borderlands 2. So Borderlands, Borderlands 2, and Borderlands the pre-sequel, and you're getting Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite. You're also getting XCOM 2. They were the three games that Sony, or I'm sorry, that uh, 2K announced for the Switch all coming out, guess what? May 29th, the same day as Xenoblade and the same time as Last of Us and all that shit. Yeah, um, it's going to be a busy month. Yeah, the thing is, though, they're not trying to compete with The Last of Us. These are ports of old games, so like, it doesn't really matter when you drop them. What I was hoping for, which I knew wasn't going to happen, was all the games fitting on a cartridge, which I knew wasn't going to happen. 
it's unfortunately one of those things where you got to download them. And that's ah, why, damn it. that's why I'm going to stay away because I just don't have that room for games. I already own on other consoles that I've already played. I, I might do it for Bioshock because, um, quite it's frankly, quite frankly, it's my favorite game ever. And to have Bioshock playable on a handheld, it would be fucking sweet. And I'm on the go. And I've also never played it with headphones. I've always played it through a TV. So to play that horror, thrillery type shit through headphones could be a whole new experience for me. So I'm super psyched on that. So I'll probably buy Bioshock, but I'm probably going to stay away from Borderlands. I'm definitely staying away from XCOM. Um, but, dude, this is psyched. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm psyched on this one. Yeah, they're taking all our money, my friend. Not Ma- good. Marvel Ultimate <laughs> Alliance 3 Expansion Pass with the Fantastic Four. That's available now. Um, that You're still not into the Marvel Ultimate yeah, dude, Alliance. I'm still not into that, man. I, I just don't like the way it looks. Yeah. Shin Sakai Into the Depths. It's an aquatic exploration game. That's pretty cool. It reminds me of this old uh, Xbox 360 arcade game called Shadow Complex. Any old school OG uh, 360 fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It reminded me of Shadow Complex of Underwater, and it's available now. I'm going to take a look at it after we're done recording tonight at a price. If it's 20 or below, I might dive in. Pardon the pun. It looked okay, actually. It looked not bad. I thought this looked really cool. Like, I like the idea of underwater. Hell, it's half the reason I love Bioshock so much. Yeah. So, like, I like that idea. I like the exploration. I like, like, the the perspective, the kind of 2.5D perspective. So I'm into it, but not at, like, higher than 20 bucks. And me thinks this is probably a $30 game, I'd imagine. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I didn't look at the price. Like I said, I'll check it out after we're done recording. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. If anybody out there is checking and, and you already know it's it's more than 20 just know that I didn't buy it. But if it's under 20 <laughs> I probably dove in at this point. Plus, I got 300 gold coins from buying Animal Crossing, so I get a $3 discount. Uh, Animal, speaking of Animal Crossing, they announced a free event, Bunny Day, in early April. Zipper and his eggs are around the island. You can also get Easter-themed items. This is Animal Crossing's Easter event. It is free, but only from April 1st to April 12th. Another new event they announced for Earth Day coming in late April as well. Just more reasons to keep playing Animal Crossing because uh, you're going to yeah. get exclusive content uh, for, for a limited time. Man, lucky you, you bastard. Good Job is an indie game based around construction. Uh, what did you think about that? That wasn't for me, my friend. Dude, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I didn't really hit me hard, but when I was watching a lot of the um, breakdowns of the direct and other people's opinions, this one was ranking high on people's lists. Oh, uh, yeah? A lot of people's lists. So I could see this huh. being like a cult favorite, kind of like the goose, almost like the goose. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Finding an audience where you didn't think there would be. Uh, they then announced Catherine full body coming to switch July 7th. Catherine is an excellent, excellent PS three and, and three sixty game that they're now porting to the switch. It's already on PS four and Xbox one is a remaster. They are. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really good, but because I played it on PS three and three sixty, I'm going to, I'm going to pass. Have you ever heard of this game? No, I have not. You're a guy who has a girlfriend named Catherine and you cheat on her with a girl named Catherine. It's, and then the one girl, <laughs> It's just like, it just sounds odd to me. Then the one girl named Catherine fucking haunts your dreams and you have to escape from her in your dreams. And it's like a Cubert. You remember Cubert? Like the old no. video game character from like the 80s? I do not. He's in Wreck-It Ralph. He's like a orange little snorkel dude with this like snorkely looking nose. He looks like a snork, if you remember that TV show. 
maybe, maybe if I saw it, I just nothing's coming to mind. Yeah, it's a game where you basically like have to. It's like a vertical platformer, if you will. You don't go side to side. You go up and down and around and climb blocks. Okay. It's it's pretty crazy, but um, it's a damn good game. I just I don't have any itch to go back to it. It's kind of like twin, it's kind of like Twin Breaker in the idea that it's a genre that you wouldn't expect to have a full fledged story that they built a full fledged story around, and like that's what I think okay. Okay. a lot of Twin Breaker's inspiration came from was Catherine. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure gets a free update to add a rhythm game to it, a fucking DDR for your Ring Fit, which is crazy, and also getting uh, a beat mode that you can exercise to some Nintendo-themed songs. It's available right now for free. Shame is nobody can buy it. Maybe that'll be my exercise, is Ring Fit Adventure. No, no, seriously, Greg, the first thing I thought was, huh, I wonder if Greg would like this. Yeah, I tweeted out, like, the day we all got quarantined, that thank God I have Ring Fit Adventure. I just haven't. Yeah, your song, your song is crazy. So I was like, wow, Greg, Greg is actually going to love this. Yeah, I haven't picked it up in three weeks. I haven't exercised <laughs> at all. And yeah, I don't play well, on. as you told us in the beginning, that you haven't picked up a weight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I couldn't lie. Well, Ring Fit, that's not a weight. That's a that's a ring con. So uh, I wouldn't have been wow. lying, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, dude. I haven't I haven't fucking exercised at all. But <laughs> dude, it's it's pretty cool to like play DDR with your Ring Fit uh, to Nintendo songs. That's that's badass. That's that, that, that's a good idea. Yeah. Then they had a game. This is I'm I'm like kind of falling at this part. They had King's Bounty Two, which is a tactical strategy game based in like old times. Yeah, uh, they came out and said, "Oh, by the way, here's some Smash Brothers news. Here's the new character. He's gonna be from Arms, but by the we're not gonna talk about it. It'll be announced in June." And I'm like, yeah, like I I was like, wait, what? I was like, dude, there's no trailer. There's no nothing. There's no surprise. Like, you could have waited till the June yeah. direct. Yeah, I, exactly. I was like, they, they could have skipped that part. I, w- I don't think anybody would have been mad if you kept that out of the direct. They needed to keep your attention. So that's what I think this was for. Like, if you just, just, just get. Just to say Super Smash. If you just get indie game after indie game with a free Animal Crossing update, like. No one's going to jump out of their seat, but if you're like, oh, by the holy shit, they announced the new Smash character. Now, they didn't say which yeah. ARMS character it will be. They just said it's coming from ARMS. ARMS now has a free demo from now until 4-6. So if you're listening to this and you want to try out ARMS, you can go play it for free until April 6th. So I think two more weeks you can do that. It's good. They had a free trial of it when it came out, and I played it for two weeks. It was fucking fun. Yeah, it's, it's a great it's a great idea for them to try to get new players. Yeah, and they're doing like tournaments and stuff now. And so what that June tells me is that we're definitely getting that E3 direct in June. It's gonna be a big one. So I just hope they yeah. don't I hope I'm kinda over Smash News. I want more new games. So I kinda hope they don't devote too much time to Smash uh in the June yeah, direct. We got a big deep dive into Bravely Default 2. There's a demo available now. That is downloading on my Switch as we speak. I am psyched to play the demo. It will come out in 2020, but this took up arguably the arguably the biggest part of the direct was the deep dive into Bravely Default 2, and you sent me a text about one of the characters. Yeah, which one? I, oh, who did I put it about? Seth oh, the Sailor. Uh, oh, for Seth. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, you, I think your words were, fuck Seth the Sailor. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> um, Bravely Default was a really fun 3DS RPG. They're bringing the sequel to Switch, just like they did with Pokemon Sun and Moon on 3DS, X and Y on 3DX on 3DS, and then Sword and Shield on Switch. They're doing this with Bravely Default too. It was announced back in December at the Game Awards, if my memory serves me right. 
Um, but we got our first deep dive with a demo and people are raving about this, but I think you're taking a similar approach of Xenoblade where you would just rather play Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, yeah. I have to to let the demo speak for me. I like turn-based RPGs. Um, you know me. I'm on the fence about Final Fantasy. I'm not going to buy it. The only way I'll play it is when you beat it. You know, you le- you let me borrow it. Um, hundred bucks. Fifty bucks. No, hundred bucks. Hundred and twenty. I'm firm. Hundred and twenty. Remember, I, remember, I got the deluxe edition. One twenty. I was a little more. Yeah, but they, <laughs> yeah, but I don't want the fucking statue. I just want the game. There's no statue with it. What does it come with? Just like DLC and stuff, or like it just comes with I think like, like some DLC and some like PS like PS4 like background. Oh right, yeah, you get a theme. N- nothing, nothing special, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. Yo, this was pretty hype. They announced that tabletop games are coming to Switch. This game is called Card House Games. It's like fifty-one games in one. Um, oh no, that looked cool. That could teach you a lot of games. That actually looked really fun. Yeah, man, you yep. get pool. You get a bunch of different card games: checkers, dominoes, connect four, darts, air hockey, bowling, toy sports, a shit ton more. Fifty-one yeah, games so in total. Stuff. June fifth, this one comes out. Keep your eye out for this one. They're they're probably going to have the audacity to charge you fifty, sixty bucks for it. This is a thirty to forty dollar game max. But like, there's a game. I think it was called We Play. It was a game on Wii that was a bunch of mini games like this. I mean, shit, we had a billion of those. But like, that's what yeah. this reminds me of is this mini game collection. But these are like polished, and I think we could get a lot of like hidden gems in this collection. Hundred uh, percent. They also had online play for some of them, and I like what they did with the online play. You don't just go pick a game or randomly get thrown into one game. You pick your top three games you want to play, and it'll find you a match in one of those three games. That's pretty neat. Yeah, that, that's awesome. They, they make it so simple. They announced Ninjala, which I think could be the darling of this direct uh, because it yeah, does. That, it looked it look cute. Yeah. Right here. It's like, I don't even know what else to say about it. It's, it comes out May 27th. It will be free to play. So that's number one. It's going to have a, an entry point that where literally anybody could play it, which I think is really smart. It's an eight-player semi-open world game. Here's what it is. Let's just call it right now. It's Splatoon with ninjas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, the art style looked just like Splatoon. The characters looked like the Inklings from Splatoon. The weapons looked like the paints from Splatoon. Like, this was Splatoon with ninjas, but that's not a bad thing. Splatoon 2 was No, excellent. I was going to say, great idea. Yeah, and, and you're right. To capitalize, Splatoon 2 came out July of 17. So that game is three years old almost. And so that to kind of capitalize on that hype, now that that's dying down a little bit, a free-to-play ninja game. I love the premise. I'm totally downloading that day one, especially because it's free to play. I hope it's not like we're going to charge you for like exclusive weapons. So then like the people with more money can just buy themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I hate that thought. So I hope that's not it. I really do, but we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I'm psyched to at least start it. That'll be May 27th. Uh, Then we got a lot of the faster stuff. We got star Wars Jedi Academy coming out. Oh, now that game is hyped. People are loving it. Um, it's now got online, which it never had before. So that's something that people were fucking psyched on because that's one of the more popular Star Wars games out there right now. Have you ever heard of that one before? Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never played it, but you, you know the fanatics are going to get it, so it's going to do well. Yeah, and you know what, though? There was another Star Wars game announced during this. It's coming soon. It's not out now, but this one spoke to us. I'll tell you that much, man. Star Wars Episode One Racer from N64 is coming to Switch. Yeah, this was one of my favorite games back in the day. I still own it for 64. It still works. 
I, I just remember just getting so pissed at losing to this. I forget this one boss. He was so fast. It took me like two months to beat. But this, this, now this is going to be a cool game. If I buy a Switch, this will be a must for me. Yeah, I hope they don't charge like 30 bucks for it. Like, man, they... And like that's yeah, something talk. that's something Nintendo totally would do, and they would totally make money off of that because people would be stupid enough to buy it. I remember yeah. playing the shit out of Episode One Racer in your bedroom growing up as kids. I just I'll never. Yeah. You were the only it, person it, it, I knew. It's such a, it's such a good game. Yeah, you were the only person I knew that owned it. That, that's a must-have N64 game, in my opinion. The Panzer Dragoon remake that they announced back at E3, they shadow dropped that. That's available right now. Then they went through the sizzle reel of upcoming things, Trials of Mana, Fuser, Elder Scrolls Blades, Warhammer, Vigor, Burnout Paradise Remastered, which I think deserved its own announcement, but that's okay. Saints Row 4, Legend of Heroes, Mr. Driller Drill Land, uh, which I think is also going to be a cult classic, and Minecraft Dungeons from Microsoft all getting sizzle reeled. That was every single announcement. We just went through every single thing that happened at this mini direct, Sam. Um, but they did drop one last thing, and that was a Pokemon DLC expansion pass update for the Isle of Armor. What'd you think? I actually, I thought it was pretty good. I think it's a great idea. Do it. Hopefully, all. I mean, you get the one right now, right? You get or the one. That? You get the one at the end of June. I think they're going to drop that right after what would have been E3, and then the Crown Tundra will come in November. I mean, it would have been better to have at least part one now, part two in June. But I mean, hey, you got to wait a little bit. But it's going to do great. It's Pokemon. What'd you think of the uh, the Tower of Two Fists, the darkness in the waters? I mean, to me, we, we talked to me, it's darkness all the way. I don't need a water guy. Um, the guy Kubu, I didn't care for how he looked, but for his Bob form, was it Urusfu? Urshi. Urshifu. Okay, I, I thought he looked awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, they showed off Kubfu and Urshifu back when they announced the DLC itself. Uh, but the only new thing they had in this direct was the fact that you're going to be with the Tower of Two Fists. Um, that was the big announcement is like how you acquire them and how you can get the two different stances of Urshifu. You know, when you evolve Kubfu, you either get a dark fighting type or a water fighting type. And then the single stance or the rapid stance uh, of Urshifu, they kind of dove into that a little bit more. They went to Mustard's gym a little bit more, uh, his dojo. He gives yeah, Master Mustard. <laughs> he, like, he gives you Kubfu, which is a legendary Pokemon. I don't like that you just hey, yeah, you I paid you thirty that. bucks. Here's a legendary. I wish they had to catch him because for me, catching Rayquaza and Lugia and all those ones that gave me that I lose years off my life from frustration. That's what I like. I don't like just being handed a Pokemon. Dude, it's like we grew up with Mewtwo. We grew up with like how hard it was to get him in an Ultra Ball was basically impossible, but you could. Yeah, because we all knew we used our Master Ball on one of Zapdos, Articuno, or Moltres growing up. That's just what we did. We were stupid. We didn't know there was a Mewtwo. Yeah, I mean, we from the from the next time around, we made sure to save the Master for Mewtwo just because just to save us the heartache. Yeah, the problem is like you already beat the Elite Four at that point, so like, what's the fucking point? I would always use my Master Ball on Articuno every time. Because Articuno was always on my team for, uh, yeah, that sounds about right for me too. To the Elite Four, yeah, because Lance is a Dragon Trainer and Dragon's weak to Ice, so I always card Articuno as an Ice type uh, to have for the Elite Four specifically. And then Mewtwo, I don't, I don't care. He was only there for me to rebeat the Elite Four, which I don't care to do. Really, just to fill my deck. So I prefer to catch the Legendary. So you get Cub Fu for for free just for playing. 
Um, after you beat the tower, your starter gets Gigantamax as a reward. We knew that already. They went into each move that your starter gets, the G-Max move. You get some new outfits, some new league card settings. Um, you get a bonus outfit if you purchase it early. Who cares? Then they said, by the way, right now, Gigantamax, Caparaja, and, and uh, Duraludon are for Sword. And for Shield, which I play, you get Charizard, which you already get a free one after you beat the game. And Garboder, which we all know, Sam, you love. He's your I f- hate him. He's your favorite. So, like, yeah. Shield really got the shit end of the stick on that one. I'll say that. Um, yeah. to, me, to me, that was a very weak ender to have Pokemon DLC that we already knew about as the one big thing at the end of the Direct. That was that was weak, and I'm a Pokemon fan, and that was very disappointing for me to see. So overall, not surprising to hear. Yeah, overall, very very light on new games, um, new game announcements, tons of remakes, tons of third party. That's cool. I think they're saving the big stuff for the E3 slash June Direct. We know that there's no E3, but that'll be in June, which is only two months away. So I'm fine with that strategy. But at the same time, yeah. dude. 2020 seems to be a very light year unless the switch has some things up its sleeve for June. Yeah, but it don't look good as of now. We got two reviews left. We'll start with Call of Duty Warzone. Call of Duty Warzone is that free battle royale mode that dropped, I think, what, March 10th-ish? So it's been out for about two weeks now. It's two different modes. You don't need Call of Duty to play it. And here's the review. In spite of the serious concessions to depth made in the name of the instant gratification, Call of Duty Warzone's beta remains thoroughly enjoyable. Remember, it's not the final, it's just the beta. The Battle Royale formula is intact, albeit some of the aspects that usually make it so exciting and replayable are muted. I'd love to see a reason to try something other than Modern Warfare multiplayer loadout in the future, given how easy it is to acquire, and think of the armor plate system and gulag as a need of revision. But my time was supremely fun, uh, even if the how and why didn't make that much sense or didn't matter all that much. 7-0. Yeah, 7-0. That's a weird uh, okay. review to me. That's a weird review. To review a beta and to give it, that's a, that's kind of a weird verdict. Yeah, that's I was okay. like, huh, okay. Half-Life Alex. That did a little bit better than a 7. Back when VR first became a real thing and we all started spitballing which game worlds we'd most likely to be fully immersed in, Half-Life topped my list tied with Bioshock. It took a few years, but Half-Life Alex has more than realized that potential. With it, Valve has set the new bar for VR in interactivity, detail, and level design, showing what can happen when a world-class developer goes all-in on this new frontier of technology. In a lot of ways, it feels like a game from the future, and one that the rest of VR gaming will likely take a good long time to match, much less, much less surpass. 9 That is a 10 out of 10. Well, I was going to say 9-5. Damn, that's, that's, that's great to hear, though. That is a 10 Shit. out of 10. So uh, good for Half-Life for shutting people up about Episode 3 uh, or Half-Life 3. It's good that they've delivered in this way. And it's good to see VR doing very well with that review. Um, yeah. So I don't have a PSVR, but if I did, I'd try it out. I don't even know if it's available Absolutely. on PSVR. It might be available on like the other ones. No, it's on. I de- oh no, wait, it's on Valve's VR headset. Duh, they have their own. My bad. <laughs> what next we got? Miles and Kilo now available on 3DS. Yeah, it's this is like the last thing it needed to come to. Uh, was 3DS? It's on Switch, PS4, Xbox One, iPhone, iPad. Now it's on 3DS. Um, go buy it. Duh. We had Mick Waits, the developer on the, uh, the podcast for an interview like two years ago. Super nice dude. 
super nice dude and uh loving the fact that this game is just coming to more consoles and now a handheld and um if you haven't played miles and kilo yet regardless of platform it's available on them all i think ps4 might not be out yet actually i have to double check that but it's coming because he has developer updates all the time on it so uh four horses games mick waits excellent guy excellent game go buy it right now ESA announces ESA together April 6th through 13th. So that's another week long speed running marathon for the, uh, for the coronavirus. So we were waiting for games done quick to do yeah. one. We're still waiting. Um, they might be waiting for other people to announce theirs and they come over the top. They might not be doing one who knows, but after Calithon announced their weekend, uh, we saw last week that's going through April 3rd to the 5th. This is now the 6th through the 13th. So I get 10 days, baby, of speed running action. Hey. The ESA is arguably the second biggest speed running. Um, what's the word? I guess I'm just going to call it organization behind games done quick. This is East uh, European speed runner assembly. So it's basically the GDQ of Europe. Um, so super psyched on that. Everybody has to speak English. So it's definitely a watchable marathon. No matter what country you come from, you have to speak English while you're playing the game. So uh, all all English commentary, which is nice and makes it easier to watch. The schedule's out now. It's a stacked schedule. Mega Man, Mario, Resident Evil, Pokemon, all the good shit. Super psyched on it. Ready for some speedrun action. Nintendo delivered 10,000 respirator masks to the Washington State Hospital. Yeah, nothing further to add to the story, just the fact that it's really cool. And if PlayStation or Xbox get on that train, we'll be happy to report that. But just wanted to say good job, Nintendo, for helping out in a time of need because we need it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the movie section. Sam onward is coming to Disney plus April 3rd. And I think this is a smart move. Obviously everyone's inside, you know, move it up, push it out. Yeah. Uh, it's available on digital right now. So you can go buy it for 20 bucks. Um, I forget what you can rent it for right now, but if you don't have Disney Plus, you don't want to wait till April 3rd. There are a ton of people that have watched it so far, and everyone, 9 out of 10, 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10, whatever. Yeah, it is perfect for the kids. Never heard a bad review yet. Chris Pratt, Tom Holland, shit, I know I'm going to like it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to it. I'm not going to you know run to the computer and watch it, but I'll, I'll get to it. I will be watching it with Helena on April 3rd. I can promise you that. I, I believe it. Sonic is coming to digital early. I, I, I know you, you weren't as fan as I was. I thought it was a fun little film. I'll probably wind up picking on Blu-ray just because I, I honestly like it that much. Yeah, the Blu-ray is not moving up just the digital release date. Um, I would yeah, imagine I'm that, in no rush. Yeah, I'd imagine that a lot of physical media might have some some slowdowns or some shortages yeah. with all this coming up. I'm This is a movie I'm completely missed on. So, you know, I just thought it was so meh. Um, this will not join my collection. The last blockbuster, another guy we had on Taylor Morden from the last blockbuster, the director yeah. of that documentary. We had him on the pod. So go check out that interview. Um, that was supposed to premiere in May and that has actually been postponed um, because we had Taylor on the show and he's a friend of the pod. I didn't want to put this in the weight is the hardest part segment. I wanted to have it its own story. Uh, but it's a shame. I was really looking forward to this film. It just got a trailer, and we even put it on our Facebook. Yeah, and it, 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 it's the right decision, obviously. Maybe a little too soon to really do anything. Push it back. Give it to you know, the premiere it deserves for everyone to be out there and see it. Yeah, and, and for him to do some more press for the film and 
you know, yeah. I'm sure that we had him on over two years ago or maybe just about two years now. So I, I, I have to imagine though, he's been pins and needles just waiting for this shit. And so it's almost like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Hey, I'm sure he's putting the finishing touches on it as yeah. we speak. It's gotta be uh tough to have something you're ready to roll out and then it gets postponed and you yeah. have to wait just that little extra. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's out of your hands. That's grueling, man. Uh, but I should have put this up with the Sonic news, but Bad Boys for Life is coming early to digital March 31st, but still a month later for the physical. So we're still have to wait for that, too. And again, if you like the first two Bad Boys, I think you're going to like this. They, 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 they're they funny together. They're definitely a good duo. Definitely worth the watch. Moving into TV, Sam, what did you think of what you saw of Tom Segura's Ball Hog? Yeah, I, I started uh, last night pretty late. I watched half of it, and I, what I heard, it's, it's Tom Segura and his best. Did you listen to the, uh, your mom's house podcast? It's as offensive as you think it would be with Tom Segura. Dude, it was pretty It was pretty damn good. I thought the beginning, the first five minutes, I was shitting myself. Just shitting yeah, myself yeah, laughing. Same. He came Good out part. hard. All the stuff with his kids, like now that I'm a dad, I can relate to it a lot more. So, and I kind of felt some of the things he was talking about uh, in there yeah. um, with the bullying and like, not necessarily the dog. I've never had a dog, but shit was super funny. I think it fell off a little bit in the middle there though, but I still think this is one of Tom Segura's stronger, stronger outings. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. That's probably why I fell asleep because I was exhausted. Tom Segura is, is, Definitely one of our favorite comedians, and we definitely recommend. Hey, he's he's besties with Kreischer. He's what? They're besties. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I, that's how I got into Segura was because of Burke Kreischer. No shit. I knew there was something I didn't like about him. <laughs> Damn, that's messed up. <laughs> Rosario Dawson has been cast in The Mandalorian Season 2 as Ahsoka Tano and Michael Bean, I think his name is, Bayan Bean, whatever. He's also been there, yeah. uh, been cast as a bounty hunter. And I think that for, uh, Rosario Dawson casting, I, I think that's great. Yeah, it's I'm damn near so perfect casting. Frickin', I am freaking so hyped for freaking to, to see this. And Michael Bean, he was in Terminator 2. Yeah. Uh, and, and Terminator. Kyle yeah. Reese. He was... Um, Kyle oh, Reese. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I just have to throw a little bit of shade at our friend Sean over at MRC Tech for like... 37 news outlets fucking dropped this news about Rosario Dawson. And he was so skeptical. Like it's not confirmed. It's not confirmed. Even when we brew <laughs> I waited for three different sources to break it before I put it on our Facebook. And when I did, his comment was, he, he jumped on but was it really? I'm like, yes, yes, it was. And him and Ryan he, Simmons had one of the funniest Twitter interaction or Facebook interactions I've ever seen. I was just going on their pages just to look at the comments and liking all of the funny comments. <laughs> Dude, it was so That's funny. Great. Well, you know, he's he's very protective of his Star Wars. But just like, I know that uh, there's a lot of rumors and shit going around. Like, I get that. And we're yeah, doing our yeah. best not to report on this person's rumored to do this. No, we're kind of trying to wait till it's like legit before we talk about it. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. dude, at least four different sources dropped that before <laughs> before we even touched it. So. Man, yeah. you, you got to ride the boat. You got to ride the boat. CBS ride All baby, Access. Rock the boat. C- rock C- the boat, baby. <laughs> I can't even. CBS All <laughs> Access is now free for a month. Thanks to Patrick Stewart. Did you hear about this? I, I heard something about it was free. I didn't read the article, but I, I'm kind of interested because it's getting rave reviews. Like Everyone is loving Picard. Yeah, he went on Twitter and gave out a free code for everyone to use to type it in and get a free month. He's the man. 
So like there's another streaming service, CBS All Access. It's not just a Picard. You can get Discovery. You can get all the other shit that's on CBS All Access. I don't know a goddamn thing that's on there outside of the Star Trek uh, stuff. It's on cable. I get it on cable. Do you? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, Picard uh, is getting pretty good reviews. It's not my thing. I'm not a Star Trek guy. But thanks to Patrick Stewart, if you want it, you have it now until April 26th. You can get uh, right, CBS you a whole month. All good. Access awesome. for free. Love is Blind has been renewed for two more seasons on Netflix, and the only reason this is a story is because I watched it. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, th- I thought you said something. Yeah, it's such hot trash. Trash? Yeah, it, I, I had a feeling. <laughs> it's a it's Netflix's foray into the reality TV world, and it's... Yeah, it's, that's not, not me. The premise is you have to get engaged to somebody without seeing them. Uh, no, no, so like a guy and a girl get into a room, there's a wall between them and they talk and then you basically cycle through dates. So you go on like speed dates, but they're all blind dates and you take notes and then you determine based on voice, based on the conversations, personalities that you like that person. Then you narrow it down to date and then the man, when he's ready, has to propose to the girl. She says yes or no and then they have to get married within four weeks of meeting each other and they don't see each other until they get engaged. It's just yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Ashley is obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> Watch that shit in two days. I, I, I believe it. I believe it. Eleven episodes, two days. See you later. I gave up after like the fifth or so. I was trying to be a good husband and watch it with her, but I said, "Honey, I can't watch this shit." Yeah, and I was gonna say, if you did, guess what? You got two more seasons. Dude, good it luck. was so bad. She's gonna love it though. I imagine it won't come for a couple of years because they just they just filmed the first one in eighteen. So. They film this one in 20. It'll probably drop late 20, early 21, and then 22. So more Love is Blind for you fans of that trash uh, reality series. Yeah. The Walking Dead will not be able to complete their current season. It will actually end with episode 15, and the 16th episode, which was meant to be the finale, which isn't finished yet, will air later this year as a special episode. I mean, it kind of sucks, but again, they're going to get to it, so it's like we're not ever going to see it. So we just got to be more patient. That's all. Yeah, I know, but at the same time, when you're watching a show week after week after week after week, and then the finale, which wasn't supposed to be the finale, just kind of happens. Months later, you're going to forget what the hell happened. Yeah, and and they're and guess what? They're going to marathon through the season the day of, so you can catch up or whatever. But like, just like, there are so many things that are delayed, and so many things that have been canceled and postponed and whatever that like. You would have thought that the shit that's already playing on TV now wouldn't be affected, but this just shows the reach of the world we live in right now that even the shows that are still happening now can be affected, which is just crazy. Yeah, true. Uh, Moving into the music section, two stories. First and foremost, I want to give a quick review to a new record I heard. It comes out April 17th. So again, uh, we got a free advanced copy of this record. um, And... Boy, howdy, did it not disappoint. The record is called Find Sense, Feel Love, Make Light by the band House and Home. Uh, they just signed with Open Your Ear Records, so shout-outs to them for that. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, so here's our review. It's fucking amazing. Bro. That's great to hear. Yo, it's so good. His voice is... House and Home. Okay. His, his voice is unbelievable, and they have like a dual singing thing going on, kind of like Taking Back Sunday, and it's like... I wouldn't call him a screamer, but I would call him like he always it it is screaming, but not in the way that you would typically think about screaming. It's more like raspy yelling. 
if you will. Okay. Like Ace or Kenny when they get really like into it. Okay, I hear you. When he does that, I I don't remember the the that singer's um, name, dude. He sounds exactly like Derek from Sum Forty One. I can't get it wow. out of my head that when he screams, I'm like, am I listening to Sum Forty One right now? Am I doing that? <laughs> I fucking love it. The band was formed in 2017, and right now I'll tell you, um, it's it's not out yet, so you can't listen to it for another three weeks or so. Uh, but when 2020 is over and we rank our top three albums of the year, this is legitimately going to be very, very tough for me to keep off that keep off that list, dude. It's fucking strong. That's strong words, my friend. Strong words. Yeah, I believe they're from Virginia. Um, they have a new single out now. It's called Heat Seeker that's available on YouTube. You can get it um, through their social medias. Uh, also, the uh, Alternative Press debuted it, so you can go listen to it through the AP. But every time I do an album review, I try to give two tracks off that record that really stood out to me. And the two tracks that hit me the hardest on that record were Tempest and Fine Sense. Uh, when this record drops, I, I'm, you, I just have to get it over to you so you can listen to it. Um, holy shit, dude. It's like, it's not like typical emo pop punk. It's a little bit more heavier, a little bit more like in your face rock and roll. Um, I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. I think it's something that you would typically gravitate towards based on the, the stuff I know you listen to, but I really can't get enough of it. I'm fucking psyched in this record house and home. Find sense, feel love, make light out, uh, April 17th. Make sure to pick it up when it drops. It's going to be very hard for me to keep off my top three records of the year. Uh, in our last story of music and really of the night is Jake Fine has released a new single called Without Your Love. That single oh, is boy. available right now. Of course, I tried to listen to it, but we record on Thursday. It's not out yet, but by the time you're listening to it, it's out. Yeah, he might have sent it early, so I might have heard it like 20 times already. Damn, no guys don't tell me no long over here called quarantine. Wait, 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 wait. A little inside baseball. Sam, you have the access to our to our Instagram, right? I do, but I, I you know. So, I'm if so facto, it's sitting in your DM. It's sitting in your DMs. It's sitting in your DMs right now. Just saying. I'm just saying. Slide, in, slide into your own DMs, dog. Yeah, it's it's tough for me. So, so, so our newer segment where we talk about all the things that were delayed. The wait is the hardest part. Uh, the damn Olympics, the goddamned Olympics. Yeah, you know shit's real when they cancel the damn Olympics. Fucking twenty twenty one, they moved them a year out. That's gonna be weird. I wonder if they're gonna keep the four year cycle based on twenty twenty one, or if they're just gonna go. Th- like three years. I think, they, I think they do. No, I, I think they do the new year. I think they'll do the new one and do it four years from that. So then 20, you know, 24. 25. I don't. That might have already been announced. I'm not sure. I'd be really interested to see which way they go on it because that's. Oh, yeah. Because they, do, do they book them years out? Like, are, yes. are they already booked? Yeah, they're booked. Uh, so they're okay. booked. So they're maybe booked you're at, right. Maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. it'll be three years. They're booked out every, for the least the next couple. Because um, Philly was in there for, I think, 2028, maybe 2024. Yeah, I think, yep. Yeah. So, um, so I, I know like Qatar has them coming up and then, then again, you also have the winter every other, every two years. So that would throw that cycle off too, unless they push back to winter Olympics a year too, just to get back on the schedule. It's going to be weird. This whole world is going to be so weird. We might even get game of Thrones season nine at this point. Like who knows what, yo, we we need a clean reset. (laughs) I'll tell you, man, that that's, 
this is Game of Thrones right now. Like we're living in fucking weird yeah. times. Sad but true. Uh, NBC's streaming service they were going to debut with the Olympics called Peacock is still scheduled for July launch though. So they're still going to come out with that service even though the Olympics have been pushed back. Wonder Woman 1984 has been pushed back to August. Scoob, the new Scooby-Doo movie has been pushed back. And the Walk- Which I kind of want to see. Which I kind of want to see. Which one more? <laughs> Wonder Woman or Scoob? Uh, Wonder Woman, hands down. Oh, that's a shame. I have no interest in either one. I have more interest in Scoob. I don't. I, just, I believe it. <laughs> I didn't. I think I just thought Wonder Woman was just not good. Um, and The Walking Dead: World Beyond, the new Walking Dead spinoff show, has also been postponed. I think that was supposed to drop in April, so that's even really close. And they pushed it back, which is nuts. Um, that uh, you know, more Walking Dead can't happen. What a shame. No, I, I mean, I, I think this is a blessing in disguise. Just, uh, just, just cancel the new show. Cancel it. Cut it. Yeah, I, I would not be opposed to ditching every piece of Walking Dead content on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, what's your CGC spotlight this week, my friend? CGC spotlight, long time coming. This freaking grail. I cannot choose. Shout out to Tom over at Collectors Comics. It's Collectors underscore comics on Instagram. Tom, he's a great guy to do deals with. Has some of the best books around. I got the Tales of Suspense. Number 39, Origin and First Appearance of Iron Man, Tony Stark, four or five off-white pages, came out March 1963, Silver Age Grail, never thought in my life I'd have this book, it's just you know, one of those books that's super expensive, I just never thought I would be able to own it, it's a Stan Lee and Larry Lieber story, Larry Lieber, Stan Lee's brother, Don Heck, Steve Ditko, and Gene Colan Art. Jack King Kirby and Don Heck cover. I mean, I, I, well, what more do you say about this book? I mean, four or five, you know, it's, there's no Marvel chipping on it. There's no notes on it. There's nothing written on it. A book I never thought I'd ever have in my life. Tom, I can't thank you enough. Collectors Comics underscore, no, Collectors underscore, underscore comics on Instagram. So on the census, there's actually a lot more books than I thought there was. There's total blue label, 1,654 copies, way more than I thought. There's actually one nine eight on the census. Never seen that one in my life. There's four nine sixes, twenty one nine four. So there's actually quite a few that are kind of up there. You know, sixteen nine twos. You know, there are four five. There's one hundred forty six five O's. There's one hundred thirty three. So there's Plenty graded. I, I just never thought in my life I would I would get this this book, man. Like just for you, Tony Stark. <clears throat> but this one, the first story is Iron Man is born. Basically, it's similar to the movie you saw, just the origin of Iron Man. The next next story is called The Last Rocket. A married couple refuses to leave the planet with everyone else until the sun burns out. Next story is called Gundar. A man is lost out to sea, washed up ashore, again, uh, inhabited by Vikings. There's some Silver Age goodness. You know, Jack, anything by Jack King Kirby through the cover. Steve Ditko did the art. Like, they're all legends. You know, you can never go wrong with Tales of Suspense, number 39. That's sick. Yeah, dude, I, I, I can't tell you how happy I am. This is a long time coming. I had a little painted plan set up with Tom, and he's a, a great guy, dude. You know, if you want a safe bet to do Instagram, collectors underscore comics on Instagram. I can't imagine if you paid what you paid for a four or five, what one of those nines would cost. 
Oh, oh, dude, I, I make up a number. You know, <laughs> anything I, I, I would say nine, eight, nine, six. You figure nine. There's only five of those in the world. You, you just don't see them. You know, you only see them maybe on Comic Connect or Metropolis or something like that. That's insane. So you got your hands on one of those. How long have you been in search of that book? To, to be honest, like, you know, after where I bought my Batman books and where I'm at, like, I've kind of been picky what I want. And I always like, you know, what do I want to keep? What do I want to collect? And stuff that was kind of impacting me was kind of, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Like, you know, Iron Man being one of my favorite MCU movies, Iron Man 2, I thought was fantastic. Iron Man 3 was, was terrible. But besides that, I, I thought he was great. It's just, you know, a book that, you know, the passing of Stan Lee and, you know, getting some Jack Kirby, you know, co- that he did some cover Ditko, like it's a, it's a priceless book, man. What's on the back? The back is your favorite, huh? The back is basically your make five make five dollars to twenty dollars a week extra operating this Saturday morning shoe store. So a nice little shoe sale, <laughs> you know, shoe store ad, a little cut off for our starting outfit. So that's right. pretty good, pretty good for nineteen sixty three. Oh man, that's uh that was a fun show. Episode 179. We got it done in about an hour and 20 minutes. So uh, thank you to everybody who's been hanging in with us. Listen, podcasts are, they're, they're tough right now because a lot of people listen to them when you commute and there's not a lot of commuting yeah. going on right now. So yeah. whether you listen to them in the shower, while you're doing the dishes, while you're whatever, you know, listen, we need your support more than ever. So thank you to everyone who's listened to us, who stayed with us during these tough times. We're trying to bring you the best damn content in the business over the phone. Sam and I are practicing social distancing. Our houses are only six feet away from each other, so it's difficult to not have them come over. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's for the best. And uh, thank you yeah. so much to everybody out there. We, we couldn't do this without you. And thanks for the support, especially now more than ever. Yeah. Stay safe, everyone. All right, guys. We'll see you next week for episode 100. Back to Highland.